Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are going to talk Black Panther Wakanda Forever today. Too black, too panther. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I could have gone with that. I, I just like calling it Black Panther too. But I'll give it credit. At least it's giving itself a really discernible subtitle. Um, I know you and I were talking randomly the other day, but getting real, real tired of having to say things like the Batman, the Fast and Furious, like to really <laughs> enunciate. And what was it that set me off about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And the sequel is going to be Godzilla and Kong. Like, right. you have to say it like a total loser to get it right. across, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I said Godzilla and Kong. Like, oh, predators okay. <laughs> yeah you really have to overemphasize so i i will give marvel credit thank you for calling it wakanda forever i can just skip the black panther black panther and just say wakanda forever well the next one's black panthers <laughs> <laughs> they might do it so don't or maybe it'd be black panther with a three in the e so then you really don't even know how to say yeah. it right kind of like how do you how do you reference the fantastic four with miles teller right. fortastic for, I don't know what you say there. <laughs> you say, forget it, and we'll, uh, we'll try <laughs> yeah. to reboot it later. You, yeah, you just say, <laughs> it's not even worth saying out loud, so don't bother. All right. Um, well, uh, let's just dive right into it. I'll, I'll give the letterbox blurb, and then I'll, I'll let you steer wherever we want to go, because it's a Marvel movie, and that's what we do here. Queen Ramonda Shuri Mbaku Okoye and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia and Everett Ross and forge a new path for the kingdom of Wakanda. Directed by Ryan Coogler, who has done Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, and Creed. Cast, Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrera, Winston Duke, Dominique Thorne, Tina Huerta, Martin Freeman, Angela Bassett. There's more, but that seemed fair. Yeah. Yes. So this was a, this was a tough movie to to come into without your lead right and yeah. and how do you handle you know the passing of of chadwick mm-hmm. you know that it's like okay it's obviously off screen you know yeah. how, how do you give weight to an actor uh who meant obviously he he was black panther mm-hmm. uh and do it in a way that that makes sense for the mcu uh, and, and give him, you know, homage. So that that was what they were trying. They said they weren't going to recast him, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you could go either way on of is it honoring him to recast him to keep the, the Black Panther alive or is it honoring him to not, you know, for the actor's sake of nobody mm-hmm. could replace him. And so they're in a real uh, tough bind, I think, in just even out of the gate. Uh, but I, th- I think they, they did it well. Um, I don't know what your uh, what your thoughts are, and I have some some spoiler thoughts um, of, of why I think the direction that they went was the right way to go. Uh, but it uh, it it was definitely challenging for them to to wrap their their arms around mm-hmm. this this from the get go. Yeah. Um, 
I thought they did a pretty good job with it, considering what they could do. I, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't feel. How do I want to phrase this? Um, I felt like how they handled the death itself, meaning what he died from, how he died, etc. I couldn't help but feel a little bit like that was just sort of lackluster. Um, but I'm also going to say that I don't know what you can really do, right? Like if you have him die in the Panther shoot, but suit, but never show his face, like that seems hokey. You know, you try to find some other footage like they did with, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher and star Wars, you know, I don't know what they had. Um, so that's me saying that I don't know what you do in that situation. And maybe that's the best that you could probably do is, uh, handle it the way that they did off screen and not really show anything. And then you really just process his death through the grieving of all the other characters that we know, which is the route that they went. I think it's fine. I think it worked. I'm, I'm not really going to bash it too much, but I, like I said, I would just be lying if I said like, I didn't really feel the impact of his death. Like I wanted to, I felt it through the other characters, but it, it didn't like resonate with me in the movie, if that makes sense. Well, and I, I think I know why also is because it happened right off the bat. And so yes. it, oh, it, it, right it away, was, it was immediate. And yeah. so, which again, to your point, you know, there wasn't any back footage to, to ease you into and to, to see Chadwick and, you know, and then feel, you know, his, his death. It was, it was the first thing that, that all of a sudden we're here, you know, and then, right. and, and so that's uh, like, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. You know, I'm not even, I'm not exactly. And, and maybe ha if I watched them back to back, like watch the first Black Panther and then, and then this, you know, I have some sort of carryover uh, and it would have been more impactful uh, for me personally, um, I, I just, I just don't think I was, I was in it yet. Yeah. I, I think that is a hundred percent fair. It's you. And again, I don't fault them. They're relying on the real world emotion to carry that. Right. And, and truthfully, I think one of the, one of the more impactful things was the, the Marvel title cards, right. Where it was just all that silence and, and all Chadwick, right. That's that, great. That set me up for it. But then, but then, <clears throat> I mean, just as an audience member, like that's, that's one thing that that's me feeling bad for Chadwick. And mm -hmm. the minute the movie starts though, I, I'm, this sounds so corny, but like I'm in T'Challa, the character mode, not Chadwick, the actor mode. Right. So then I'm in this position of like, you're just throwing me right into it and okay, you're, you know, you're telling me what's going on, but like classic telling instead of like showing and feeling like I'm just not there yet. And I get that every, I know why the characters are upset. I'm clearly, I'm understanding what you're putting on the screen, but like it wasn't there for me emotionally. And, and they do carry the theme of his impact throughout the whole movie. But at the same time, it's very, very, very front loaded. So it almost feels like we're just going to get this out of the way and then try to move on and we'll, we'll carry some things thematically, which again, I think is a right thing to do, but like, it just felt very front loaded, very like to your point, I think you said it great. Like I'm not just quite ready yet. And then I didn't, I didn't feel the weight of what had just happened. And I, I wonder if some of that is just the lack of storytelling around it. The, um, you know, the timing of it. I think there's a lot of factors. So I, I don't want to knock it because I don't think it was bad. I just, it didn't quite hit as hard as I thought it might. Well, and, and you're dancing that balance of do I do a CGI, you know, Paul Walker 
you know, and right. like, like yeah. is that is that cheesy, you know, to right. to add him back that way, you know, for a scene or something? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, and so you kind of go through all of your options of what would I have rather seen to get me into the movie to to see that. And, and I'm glad the you know the entire first thirty minutes wasn't a funeral. I know I know they had sure. little little bits and pieces, so it was okay. We have to address this um, for, from a storytelling point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has to like uh, the king and the whole character that we came to see is is not here. So what you know you have to again do that in the best respectable way. And I think that that was that's really the only route that they could go. And, yeah. and I think, I think it, it works. Um, but again, I, I don't know what I would have done differently to make it. Right. Work I, without. I, and that's exactly what I agree with. I, I would have to really sit down and think about it. I do think part of it though, too, is that like, while I like Shuri as a side character, um, there's something about her that just doesn't let me connect with her as like a main character. So when they're showing a lot of the grieving through her eyes or through her character, it just doesn't resonate with me as much when Angela Bassett was doing stuff like that, that kind of felt a little bit more powerful. like had a little bit more. Yeah, she was, Uh, she was great. She, she did a fantastic job in this movie. And, and maybe that's just the nature of, you know, Letitia being, you know, I'm guessing like mid twenties or something like that. And Angela Bassett being probably in her sixties in a season. I mean, there's a lot more gravitas when, when Angela Bassett's doing that. Mm -hmm. So that carried a little bit more weight, but I do think some of the choices around some of the side characters, um, like even um, Michonne, uh, Denai, you know, mm-hmm. when she acts, I feel it a lot more. With for there's something there. Um, even Lupita, I like Lupita. So like as I'm ranking all these side characters, like Shuri for me is the one. And this is probably a hundred percent of personal things. I know there's people that love her, but like it just doesn't connect with me as an audience viewer. So then to process all the grief through her, just kind of tuck it away. Like I feel like if it had been Lupita, I'd be like, oh man, this hit way harder. So I, there's probably something that's just a personal actor preference thing going on with me there too. Yeah, and and I, I do think she's a good side character. How she was in the first one, you know, yes. she was. Uh, uh, the, the comic relief, you know, and she was the, the tech person on the side. And, mm-hmm. um, I liked how they introduced her side of things, but, um, she, she didn't really get a good scene to grieve, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to show her emotion. Angela Bassett got to on a grand scale as queen, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think that, that helped the, the weight of it. And, uh, by the time we saw Lupita, that was a completely different part of the the movie so we didn't get that piece and and hers was more internal Mm -hmm. and so uh in denial and and so that that's hard to show i think Mm -hmm. but yes i I do i do agree it's probably her lack of experience uh as an actress um Mm -hmm. to to handle something that (laughs) that big um yeah, but, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, she wasn't a bad actress, I, and I'm not trying to say that. And, and I think she did a fine job. It's just there's something about that character and or the way she's acting in that character that just doesn't resonate with me the way Angela Bassett or Lupita or Denai does, right? Like, it, and I, I, you know, we all have those people, right? We all have certain actors or actresses that that hit more, like the, that come across the screen better to you or than others. And, and that's how she was for me. So she's not bad. It's just that if I'm like stack ranking my characters or my actresses or actors in this movie, like I'm kind of putting Shuri towards the bottom. Like it's just like, oh, well, I like I mean, you, but you know, 
look, look who you just named. I well, mean, I, the, agreed, the, the, agreed. The, the, these are these are <laughs> top tier actresses, right? I mean, it's, Lupita so and, and yeah. Angela Bassett both won Academy Awards, I think, right? So, like, yes, I, yeah. I know what I'm so. saying, but, but that's not that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not I'm not saying it's a Letitia Wright problem. I'm saying it's a you're surrounded by some really good other actors and actresses that when I get those pieces, I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that so much more, and I kind of feel it with you. So yeah. Not her fault. She's not a bad actress. It's just the the power rankings there uh, for me are like she's towards the lower end of that list. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair. And to say, and that's not a knock on her at all. To say that you're right. you're below Angela Bassett or, or Lupita, right? So I was just like, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why I'm, I, I feel like Mo it's star. kind of <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So I, I just didn't want that to come across as though I think she's a bad actress or that she failed the role or anything. It, it wasn't that. It's just when you're presented with a large cast like that and you see their performances in the same type of grieving role, you're like, Oh man, that one hit harder. That one hit harder. That one hit harder. That one kind of hit, you know, like it's not bad. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And, and again, to navigate that throughout the movie, uh, is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, again for for the writing staff and the director and, and all that. And so that's, that's the overlying, um, hard thing to do you can't come into this movie have funeral for you know chadwick and then go all you know thor love and thunder right know, and all sure. of a sudden have you know joke 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 you know it, yeah. it uh so i think the tone of the movie was appropriate throughout the entire entire movie it was um i agree with that i would counter that though and i have doubts about whether or not the scale was right for the movie meaning i wish in hindsight and I, i'm winging this off the top of my head right now it's not anything i thought last night yeah I'm, I'm truly gonna say this out loud and see where it goes i wonder if part of my problem too was that you go from this really small intimate grieving losing a king um focus on the emotions around all of that to this large-scale war between um Wakanda and I don't remember the name of. Okay, we're gonna call it Atlantis for uh, our sake. Um, <laughs> yeah. be, and we'll, we'll get into that here in a second. Okay, but okay, so well, let's just say Namor's people, right? So between Wakanda and Namor's people, uh, that is a very large scale. Like uh, we talked about this in Black Panther one, um, how it devolved into Phantom Menace territory, right? At, at the end in the third act, and we were like both like, oh come on, and it kind of happens again. In this movie, right, it devolves into Phantom Menace territory slash Aquaman territory, where you're just you're getting clashes of people fighting in a big CGI battle, blah blah blah. And I I wonder if the like massive juxtaposition of a small, intimate, grieving storyline that should be felt on a very personal level is harder to maintain thematically through something as large scale as that. Like I wonder if they would have been better served keeping Wakanda Forever's scale way way down and so i mean probably um but you can't introduce namor and keep it that you know that, that yeah level. i mean and so pot potentially what i'm proposing there is just a total yeah. rewrite of who the villain is and everything but and i'm sure it was way too late in the game to do that i'm just i could see the challenges from a writing and directing standpoint of okay we want this to feel like a very personal experience, a very personal movie, the, the grieving process felt in everybody, but then, oh yeah, we've got this massive war going on, which I'm sure is not the first time that, that that's been done. I mean, war movies do that all the time, mm -hmm. but 
for this one, it just, I don't know, it, it felt like it got a little too big for its britches and lost some of its um, emotional core at some point. See, I don't think so. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to the end again on the spoiler side. Uh, and I'll tell you why, but I get what you're saying, but I think it could have been done with one one little bitty tweak. And, <laughs> okay. uh, and, and I think it would have resonated a little bit better. Okay. Uh, but that's... Uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, we we did get Namor, and we just talked about this. So if you listen to our Black Adam episode, we just talked about how uh, DC brought in, you know, four or five characters that we had already seen in in Marvel, and they just stuck to their guns and ran with it. I know you've seen it before. Doctor Fate uh, looks like Doctor Strange and does all the same things. Uh, we're we're just gonna do it anyway, and it felt cheesy. It felt. Uh, like a ripoff of of what we've already seen. So even though, uh, so Marvel had the same problem, right? And so uh, Namor is is Aquaman, and even though Namor was created in the comics first, and Aquaman's a ripoff of him, Aquaman made it to screen first, mm-hmm. and so you have that natural comparison. And so what Coogler did was change the origin, which uh, you know to Marvel truists, uh, you know, not mentioning Atlantis at all. Uh, you know, I'm sure maybe they had a problem with changing the origin of how he became because he has basically the same origin of, you know, one parent's human, one parent's, you know, from Atlantis and he's the ruler of Atlantis and la da 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 da. That's the exact same thing as Aquaman. <laughs> and so he changed it and looked for other civilizations that had underwater sunken kingdoms and, and things like that. And I think it really worked. Uh, they even changed his birth origin to tie it to uh, Wakanda. Um, and, and that whole thing was just a smart decision from a, a moviegoer's perspective of, yes, he's an underwater guy. If you want to go that that level with it of comparing him to Aquaman, um, he's strong and, and he can and do these things. Very Aquaman. But at least they changed the backstory of it mm-hmm. to not be a carbon copy of what we've seen in DC. And so I give... Uh, I definitely give credit for for that. Um, I like the different culture of of people uh, that they brought in, and um, uh, Atlantis and Wakanda in the comics are always at odds. Um, and so the reason for that, uh, they made it make sense. And so it's like, why are just these two countries or these two empires at war? And they made it over vibranium, mm-hmm. which good like i didn't know how they were going to do that why, why just this and not the united states or mm-hmm. you know captain america or whatever um and so i thought they did that really well and they introduced that character in that feud if you will with at least a, a through um thread yeah um i the only thing i didn't like around that was i felt like one of the subplots around that was entirely unnecessary um, other than needing to shoehorn in a reason to get a character involved. Um, but we can get into that in spoilers. So, well, she, she's in the trailer, so she's fair game. Okay. Uh, so well, Riri, Riri Williams is yeah. Ironheart, uh, who's a character that in the comics, basically she was a high school kid that, um, is a genius and she started picking trying to reinvent stark tech um because she can you know mm-hmm. and that that's simply her uh hey why not type of thing yeah and in the comics you know tony found out how you know how smart she was and then he, 
Tony died, but had his AI downloaded into basically a Jarvis form, and he helped her through through things. And he was he was her talking computer in her head. Gotcha. And she's a really cool character. She goes into you know Young Avengers, and and they kind of take take that side. Uh, in here, I think it's a terrible movie to introduce her to mm-hmm. because her strength is technology, which uh, is already Shuri's. Which is already Shuri's, you know, it's how smart is she, you know, she's be able right. to recreate Stark tech and, and all that. But then you have Wakanda, mm-hmm. who's, it, it's almost like, oh, Stark tech is, right. you yeah. know. And so Stark like, tech means nothing to them. Stark right. tech means everything to the above world and non-Wakanda world, right? But like nothing to Wakanda itself. So you, yeah, you cut what's impressive about her. Right. At, at at the knees, yeah, and so she's just another. And then you go and say, "Oh yeah, we'll just build it here in Wakanda and make it make it cooler." Like right, like that. So that just totally ruined that character. I yeah. think from that and, standpoint, and I think the whole like I won't give anything away plot wise, but there's a a U.S. CIA plot in this, and it really only exists in my mind to get Riri involved, right? Like mm-hmm. to, to because there's things that happen. Uh, that Namor sets up early on and then like 15 or 20 minutes later just completely negates. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, that's neither here nor there, but we can, we can talk about that in spoilers. But as for Namor's origin, um, yeah, I really like the cultural input through it. Like uh, they're, they're Mayan, right? Is that what they said? I'm getting mm-hmm. my Mesoamerican cultures mixed up, but yeah, Mayan. So I like that they like really, really leaned into that. And I think that was a really smart decision from Kugler because I think one of the praises i had for black panther and one of the praises i think i heard kind of universally about black panther was how much he leaned into african culture and how how genuine some of that felt with the costumes and the dancing and the the makeup and the languages and all that kind of stuff so for him to realize that that was a good thing that came out of his first movie it makes sense that he'd be like well let's let's keep the ball rolling here right like let's go ahead and and make Namor very cultural and a different kind of culture. And I thought that was really cool. I still, I have issues with Namor just in general because, yeah, it's a little bit of fatigue. I'm sorry, DC beat you to the punch and Aquaman's out there. And now I'm getting Aquaman light in Marvel. It's If I'm going to knock DC for feeling like a knockoff of Marvel, I got to knock Marvel for feeling like a little bit of a, uh, a ripoff of DC. And like that's kind of how I felt every time Namor's on the screen. Like, cool, you're Aquaman. Like, all right. Now he had some different feature sets and everything, which I kind of found hokey. Um, but it's just that that leads into my larger issue, which is a personal issue I have, which is I'm just getting burned out on all this. But um, I did, to your point, if we're sticking on the cultural topic, I did really like that aspect of how they did it. But like when you're taking me to an underwater city, it's like, dude, I've seen this. I've seen Gungans. I've seen Atlanteans. <laughs> I've seen Pandora. Like, I'm sorry. I have seen this. So you're not getting any wows out of me. It's like Jurassic Park 5. I've seen dinosaurs. I've seen it. So like, it's just, it's not going to wow me, but it wasn't like, it, that, that's not like a big knock on the movie. I'm not going to see be like, well, I'm knocking off two stars because I've already seen an underwater city. But it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And and I don't think they leaned on, hey, look how impressive this no, is. No, they certainly didn't. And, there was like so, one shot where it's like, here's everything, but it wasn't like, oh, like yeah, really yeah. huge tapestries. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't you, find You've this. never seen this before. <laughs> right, We're going to, you know, right. I think, uh, uh, and I think they, they showed, hey, there's a lot of people here. Yeah. You know, and, and, but that's that's kind of where they, they left it, you know. Yeah. And, and I really, 
as a Marvel fan, I've been looking forward to his introduction for a while. Uh, but obviously, I know the comparisons of sure. how they get to do it. In the comics, he's a very arrogant person. Um, he was kind of that way in this movie, too. And he's uh, he's a ruler of people and doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily care about the surface world. Uh, it's whatever's good for the ocean as a, as a king. you know. And if he has to do uh, what he has to do, then he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like how they didn't really hold back with his people mm-hmm. of um, like that that seems accurate. You know, it, it seems like what they would do to protect themselves. And mm-hmm. so, um, and we, we can get into the spoilers here, but that's, uh, I, I liked how they did his character. I was, you know, he- very hesitant about his, uh, his winged feet and how they would do that. Uh, at the, yes, it's a cheesy thing. It's always been a cheesy thing in the comics, uh, of how do you make that look real and do things, but the way that they did the visual of, um, kind of him stepping and flying mm-hmm. um i was like okay that that worked for me you know yeah. and, and it was a little bit different it's not just a how, how is this guy flying um at least, at least you know and i don't know the physics i'm sure the physics don't work you know <laughs> right. if you want to go that route but it's uh it, it it took it from the concept of he's got little wings on his feet to actually working i think uh and so that's you're you're dealt with what you got, you know. Sure. And he could easily just taken taken them off, you know, and just not even acknowledge them. But I think that's a big part of his his character. So sure. um, it's just getting to a point with with me where it's just like, I mean, I was just kind of rolling my eyes in the movie theater because you got a guy whose power primarily is the ocean, the water, Aquaman, whatever, and then now he's also skipping through the sky and doing this, and I'm just like, at what point? have either we as a society or me as a movie goer just like cross the Rubicon of like what what's next? I mean, we got a guy underwater hopping through the sky now cutting ships in half with a spear. Like it's just getting too much for me. Like I I've seen a lot of it already and it's just, it's like, what am I going to get next? Like a guy who can be underwater and have wings on his feet and have a lizard tongue and can shoot lasers out of his eyes. And like, it, it's just, it feels like it's getting so out of control. And I, I think the infinity saga had a great run and a really solid blend of grounded characters at first easing you into like the gods and the big scale and then leading that all up to Thanos. And that's a really large scale. And then that, and then everything after that feels like it's just, it's got to go further and bigger and to celestials and all this stuff. And it's just, it's almost getting to the point where not only am I having fatigue, but I'm having like, it's just getting too big. And it's like all that stuff's just combining to the point where it's like, every time I would see not more like skip through the sky, I was just like, Oh, I'm tired. Well, okay. Well, I think that's a Garrett thing because oh, I'm, I'm looking at because I'm looking at uh, you know all the characters that we haven't seen yet, and it's not like there's a power set that we haven't seen. You know, sure. so you're you can easily compare anybody in the future movies that haven't made it to screen that we've seen before. Sure. Like, so it, you're going to have that. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not like these are. No, I, I think the Eternals was a mistake. Uh, that whole movie, if we can crop that out as far as the ascension of uh, power levels, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. like that whole, uh, I think that was too too soon to do. And we yeah. introduced concepts and whatnot. I think that 
that alone took us, you know, Namor uh, is a very powerful guy, you know, I mean, he's, especially in in the water and when he's, he's around his, his element. Um, that's, uh, that's just a thing. And, and there's always been this, um, two Kings, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, like they're both on the Avengers, but they're also both him and black Panther are both two Kings. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it's always that, that kind of, rivalry there of it's a different thing and and i was really hoping you know that they'd tie into that but it's hard when sure he doesn't want to be king you know so it's not like there's not that rivalry between two kings uh back and forth um and so that was i think the coolest thing about what this could have been was two avengers but also two kings of countries and, and and what what they could do and so that they they kind of missed the mark. Obviously, they they that's hard for them to do without Black Panther there. Sure. Um, but uh, I will say, uh, I think we're about to about to jump into spoilers. But I will say that this felt like a um, Phase Three movie to me. Um, mm-hmm. This didn't uh, Phase Four has been a, a huge uh, disappointment, uh, especially the, this year. Minus Spider Man. Right, Spider. Well, even uh, uh, Shang Chi, uh, I enjoyed. Uh, I did it, too. I'm anxious to rewatch that one because I'm feeling like if I go back and watch that, I'm not gonna like it as much. Well, the CGI ending is I take great issues with. Well, I also feel silly. like there was a little bit of hype for me around certain elements of it, it being brand new to Phase Four, Kung all Fu. that kind of stuff, Kung Fu, and then like I think when I go back and watch it, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, you know, that's probably more like a three, three and a half, and I think I, I think I had given it like a four, and I, and what when I when I rewatch it in my mind and think about it, it's like I don't know how I was ever at a four, but like I'm also really jaded now because I'm four more movies into or whatever it is into yeah. these phases, and I'm not having a good time right now. So then I look at everything through that lens and. Uh, yeah, it struggles, but I, I, I'm really craving, honestly, I think the main movie that's going to bring me back potentially to be interested in Marvel. If, if you had to guess which one is in my head, what do you think I'm going to say? I can't think of what's on the list. Uh, if I see the list, um, <laughs> uh, the main movie, not, yeah, not like, show? no, it's, it's a movie. I, I, you know, oh, all, blade blade hundred percent. Like that's right. the one because it has the potential to be grounded, right? Mm-hmm. Like not, I mean, street level. Yeah. Given, don't don't get me wrong. Like vampires is not necessarily grounded. Very grounded. But when, but when you're grounded. comparing it to somebody <laughs> underwater swimming around with Atlantis and then skipping around in the sky, like fighting some vampires street style, feels like I'm going to be where I'm at. So like, and I know we're way far off on that one because of all the director problems. But that's the one I'm kind of pinning my hopes on right now. Is like, okay, kind of bring me back. I, I'm even losing faith in Guardians Three just because I. I two was just okay you know like and and i was really disappointed in and uh that love and thunder wasn't the the buddy cop team up that i had hoped it would be right. um so i'm just kind of or getting, anything we'd hoped it'd be right i'm getting kind of jaded so like I, I blade's my one i'm looking forward to like let's get back to some ground level stuff let's maybe do something cool with mahershala let's kill some vampires you know that's you know you'd you'd think you could say with this one is they learned from the mistakes of dr strange and thor love and thunder but all these are in production at the same time. Yeah, so, there's, no so there, there's no there's no learning process. But this one felt like a continuation of a story that was in the same vein, same tone, you know, from phase three. Yeah. Like th- this one fits. The the other ones don't like 
Yeah. And again, we, we talked about it. Kudos to trying something new. Try to go dabble in horror. Try to go dabble sure. in you know something else. It didn't work. Sorry. Yeah. That this one felt like the next episode of what I was hoping to get with characters. Um, that I don't need something brand new to blow my mind each time. I just want to see the continuation of characters in different different things, introduction of some some new people, but not cram it full of of crap. Um like Black Adam does of here here's all these things and I'm not gonna <laughs> right. go into it. I think they did did this well. So it felt to me like a phase three movie, which is high praise, I think. Um and so I I was I was pleasantly surprised, and again, I have, I have a couple tweaks that I think would change the whole my whole feeling uh, mm-hmm. coming out to make it even even better. Uh, but that's uh, that that's where I'm at on this. What's your score then? I, I truly think I'm at a four. Yeah, and, and I think it's an it's a it could be a four and a half. Jesus, um, okay, I, settle down I re- there. I really think, but it's, it's definitely a Jeez, four and a half. It's definitely a four. There's zero chance. <laughs> it's not a four and a half star movie. It's a four. The first Black Panther is better than this, and I think I was only at a four on the first Black Panther. I mean, I, I don't think there's any. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't think there's any debate in my mind. There's no debate. The first Black Panther is better than this movie. Yes. So I mean, two movies can be a but, four, but it's, it's not without. Panther. It's not without. Flaws. Oh no! The first, we we've talked. I mean, episode. I mean, six the, of the two whole the whole. Okay, so the amount of problems in the first Black Panther are more significant in the problems in this movie um i don't know because i need, I need just to go straight do i just think straight cgi you oh know. this movie had bad cgi there was some bad bad cgi in this movie that when when um well, we can't talk about it. we have to get in spoilers we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute um <laughs> but uh four and a half is way too high four i to me is even too I, i'm at a three um it's fine um it's not bad. It's not poorly made. There's things I would change story-wise. There's some shoddy CGI in parts. Um, I just posted my letterbox review this morning, but one of the things I said, and then I've, I've told you and Dusty several times, is that like this is the 30th movie in the MCU. Mm-hmm. 30. In some ways, it's not fair to hold the 30th movie or 31st or 32nd, et cetera, et cetera. It's not fair to hold those movies accountable for the weight and the burden that's put on them by all its predecessors. But in a way it is. So as a standalone movie, it's, it's fine. It's, it does some things really well with the grief, but I feel like everything outside of Chadwick's and T'Challa's passing is just, kind of paint by numbers again i just felt like it's it's nothing i haven't seen and to your point earlier about thor trying something and it crashed and burned and um i forgot what other movie did you mention in that same breath dr uh, strange dr strange going horror out, crashed and burned yeah I, I i judged those movies a little harshly because they tried something different and it failed but i'm at the point in these series of movies where i i'm appreciative of the trying things different. And I'm not saying you always have to go like a complete 180 or go way out of left field like Taika did all that stuff, but like I wanted to start feeling different enough to start setting things apart instead of just feeling like it's only that continuation of the characters and stuff because while there's other series where it's like okay, John Wick, I'm on my fourth movie there, you're just kind of continuing the series fine because that's that's the fourth movie. <laughs> like 
not the 30th movie. So sure. at some point, that weight kind of bears on me. And I, we talked about it in Black Adam, and I'm talking about it now. I, I'm just getting exhausted. So it's hard for me to set aside how exhausted I feel with the superhero genre. Like, I saw the Shazam 2 trailer and wanted to throw something at the screen. Um, it, it's just getting it's getting a little too much for me. And, I, and I'm trying to balance Wing Wakanda Forever as its solo movie, but also as its extension of the MCU universe, which I think is fair because it's trying to do both. And I think either way, I landed around a three on this for me. Um, it's not a bad movie. Part of this is just the exhaustion of it. Part of it is I have some other issues with it, but it was fine. I think it could have been better. Uh, it was way too long, way, way, way too long. Um, I think you could easily find at least 20 minutes, if not 30 to get out of this movie. Um, and that would have helped a little bit. So I, I'm at a three. It's worth watching. Um, I agree with you. It does feel more like a phase three movie, which is kind of good and kind of bad, kind of good. in that, phase three movies were better kind of bad in that we've seen a lot of phase one, two and three movies. So it's not really doing anything to set itself apart. So Marvel to me is just getting in a damned. If you do damned, if you don't standpoint, they need to start stepping out of their comfort zone. But when they've done that historically, it hasn't gone so well. So figure out how to step out of your comfort zone and make it land. Well, you see, it's it's funny because we've come off seeing Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Adam. I mm-hmm. know different universes, but that's that's what led us to here. Mm-hmm. I'm probably giving this more weight because those weren't good, sure. and and you're just you're just dragging the whole ship down with it. And so sure. I think it's a it, it's a different way. I was like, uh, this is a little bit more refreshing. This is what I'm used to. Uh, you know, thank you, thank you for not being. Yeah, you know, g- 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 give me what I yeah. what, what I what I used to like. So it was a ref- it was a refresher to me, um, and it wasn't new enough for you, uh, right? So so it, it's it, we're saying the kind of the same thing. We just our different reactions are are, 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 yeah. are different. That's entirely uh, that's entirely fair. I mean, and I told you guys last night, I don't know that I would go see Quantum Mania if my family wasn't. Like that wasn't our thing. My family's thing is we go see all the Marvel movies. We, that's like we go see them together on opening night, and I'm I will go with my family because I love my family. But if it was just me, I'd be like, I'm just gonna wait. I don't want to go see this. I, well, I mean, uh, the, the trailer for Quantum Mania doesn't do anything to to say, you know, come see me. I think, uh, which is so, exactly which the is problem, problem. <laughs> right? Right. And so, and you know, people like Ant Man. Ant Man's a great, I think, ancillary character. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, that that's where you have that problem. But yeah. no, I, I get what you're saying. There, there's not an exciting, you know, we're building to this. And again, the, the through line through all these movies still can't see it. Yeah. It's not there. There's no connection between these movies. Uh, but at least in this one, we have a continuation of a story. And so it, it helps us through um, through this movie better, I sure. think. I can see that. And so... All right, let's let's get to some spoilers. All right, let's do it. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. All right, where do you want to start? Uh, this, is, this is your show. MCU okay. episodes are are your game. Okay, uh, off the top, you know, we start there, T'Challa died, uh, illness that they can't quite solve in time. Sure. I like that it was a speedy 
something that she probably could have solved if given enough time, but she was too late. So I liked how they did that because Wakanda has all this technology and we can heal all sorts of things. So you're wondering like, what could he have possibly had that mm-hmm. Wakanda couldn't have fixed without, you know, somebody like cutting off his head in battle, Sure, you know, and then you have Black Panther losing off the bat and then you have the CGI <laughs> problem, you know, that, that you right. mentioned. And so I thought that they did that well. It was fine. I mean, they never really explained the timing of it, right? Like, why why was she late in trying to solve this? Like, did they ever really? She kind of mentioned uh, she had the ability, but uh, well, again, there just wasn't enough time. Like, yeah, she was. Sure, it's just so... it's just weird. But like, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick at that too much simply because it's like, w- w- what can you do, right? I mean, yeah. you're kind of in a rock and a hard place, like we talked about in spoiler free. So, uh, I'm not gonna pick on it too much. I just wish I had felt it a little bit more. Yeah, and when it comes to the technology piece, um, it's it's why I don't enjoy Black Panther comics. The same with the Fantastic Four, and I mentioned this, uh, and even even Iron Man uh, mm-hmm. is do 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 do. I invented it, you yeah. know, and solved whatever problem it is, and that's how that's the out and everything. And right. which which effectively does. I mean, what that's you what just happens. described is the crux of how we continue the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, heritage, lineage, whatever Powers. you want to call it. Like yep. she basically <laughs> do, 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 do. time travel, three D, three D prints, um, the herb that Killmonger had completely destroyed. So, like mm-hmm. to your point, like while she couldn't use it to solve it in the beginning, it's cert- it's the only reason why we have a Black Panther in the universe now. Would you have rather, uh, like Angela Bassett had a uh, a group of them stored somewhere? You know, like I a, mean, a secret area. I, I like, would have liked like it, it to have it... been a little bit more creative than that. Like, I, I like that um, they they. I, I didn't quite fully get it. Like the bracelet and the tying the like how she used Namor's bracelet from Atlantis to then synthesize a heart. Whatever it was that made, thing. it was made from that plant. Kind of, yeah. I mean, is, is what I think it was. I, I, I almost just wish it had just been that she like stole one from Atlantis or whatever. Right. And, and then used that as opposed to like taking it and then synthesizing, but whatever. Well, I was under the impression that they didn't exist anymore there either. Oh, okay. And so that was the one from, yeah. You know, from a well, way well, long well, time well, ago. Yeah. Well, Wakanda, gotcha. you know, they've cultivated and kept yeah. it. Sacred I just would have, and... to your point gotten, I would have tried to write myself around the synthesizing part. That's all. Yeah, well, again, you're leaning into to Shuri's character, you know, right? Trying, but then to be... it's like, but then to your point, Shuri's also hmm. like Riri, Riri is redundant hmm. because of right. Shuri, but now Shuri's also, and I guess to your point, I think T'Challa was this way too. In he the was. Comics. They, yep. they didn't show it as much in Black Panther one because they had Shuri, so I think they kind of tucked that skill set away from T'Challa. But then in this one, they sort of give it back to him because they're like, oh, uh, Shuri's like. He taught me how to he do taught all me everything. So yeah. it's all there, but yeah, it's just, it's just I, I would have rather have written my way around it somehow. Yeah, and and again, that's uh, one of my biggest like pfft, I, I don't enjoy that uh, aspect of of comics. Uh, yeah. I don't like like seeing it in movies. Uh, oh, and this now exists because well, I invented it. And so, and truthfully, it's a, like so, maybe I'm wrong here, but like. Not a comic book standpoint, but from an MCU standpoint, you're just kind of diminishing Tony Stark every time you do this. Mm-hmm. And that's n- that's not to say that like it always has to be Tony and he's the best or whatever. 
But like that's what set him apart. But now you've got a Shuri that can do it, and now you've got a Riri that can do it, and you're gonna have soon a Reed Richards that can do it. So like, right. and I know that's how the comics are. It's just it's just weird because like I don't need to see so many different iterations of Iron Man suits. Like we can talk about that later. But you know what I mean? Like it just yep. starts to then like to my point about Namor feeling like a ripoff of Aquaman. Well, now Ironheart is a ripoff of Iron Man, and now the uh uh. Okoye is in a suit that's like that how, how many can we do this for that really bugged me and, and um, just because you brought it up right now what we'll go right into it is uh you took again you took the legs right out of Riri uh yeah. by giving Okoye a suit that could fly now mm-hmm. in the in the comics that's kind of uh Okoye the suit that she wears you know the I think the Midnight Angels yeah. like they're like the the elite of the elite guard you mm-hmm. know but they're not Iron Man suits, you know? And so they're it's like, okay, maybe it made them stronger or resistant against the mm-hmm. Atlanteans that are attacking, you know, but don't make them fly, yeah. you know, D- don't make them <clears throat> basically the same as Ironheart. Like that just ruined again, yeah. her, her whole character. Like that's everything that, that made her special. isn't special anymore. Right. And, and not so, to mention both of those suits were hideous. I I'm talking, yeah god awful like looked like straight from power rangers type suits um where every iron man suit that he had was always really cool like i know you didn't like the nanobots one but like when it's like on it looks cool these looked plastic toy just awful designs and how about the uh i'm gonna take off my mask every time i want to say a word i know like stop it either that or like cutting to them to like go back to your gods in the in the black screen you know in the face and then like it's uh, yeah, so, I mean, not it's, to get off uh, topic, but that sucked. I feel like she could, Okoye could have done that once. Of yeah. you, know, you take your mask off and say, "Hey, warrior, I'm here." You know, so you, they recognize each other. Right. You know, when they were uh, him and a, her and Atuma were, were doing their little dance, like okay. But every time she talks, you don't need to pull off her her mask because yeah. their first fight was infinitely better than their payoff fight at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first mm-hmm. fight was choreographed well; you could feel it. I just feel like like the setup, and you could see it. I mean, they didn't even try and hide it, right? It's like, oh, these suits give you superhuman strength, blah, blah, blah. So they say that in like the first 20 minutes of the movie. So you're like, okay, cool. So now I know the Atlanteans have superhuman strength, and they are, they're going to need this suit to then fight that person. So like, I can just skip all the in-between stuff because that's how it's going to end is Okoye fighting Atuma, uh, you know, whatever. But like to me, it sort of took away from Okoye's arc, right? Like I would have liked to have seen – to for her to have bested him kind of without, without the it. Of the suit yeah mm-hmm. but i know that may not be realistic in a power sense but anyways yeah didn't mean to get us off track but those suits sucked right uh, agreed agreed i think ironheart shouldn't have been in this movie no. introduce her in something definitely else. shoehorned in okay so while we're here before i forget my point earlier and spoiler free about shoehorning is like the whole cia subplot with martin freeman and uh julia louis dreyfus it was entirely pointless. The only reason it existed was to get Riri here because Namor basically says, I need you to bring me the scientist. <laughs> and then he just shows up and takes the scientist anyway, regardless of what was happening there. So it's like, okay, you didn't really need the Wakandans to go get the scientist. You just, you could have just gone and gotten her yourself. Right. And then right. we didn't yeah. have to have the CIA. And then like the CIA can really bug Wakandan technology. Like <laughs> there's just, I feel like that whole thing could have been cut out. It was only to get Riri in there and only to further the uh, 
Julia Louis-Dreyfus through line for Thunderbolts. For that was Thunder, the yeah. only reason that existed. And that's an easy, probably 10-ish minutes you can get out of there. Um, just didn't add anything. And and to your point, like, I, I guess I, maybe you should have just introduced Riri in like a very, very small bit role and then let her have her show do the rest. I think that should have been the way they go. But like to have her try to be so integral into this, but not really mattering considering all the circumstances like you just kind of did her a disservice so i think you cut out a lot of the re-re stuff now you're like 20 minutes shorter in runtime but yeah i mean i just think that there's a lot of different spots you could have mm-hmm. introduced her you know prior to now or even before her her i don't know when her show releases but i don't either there's a better a better spot for that that's not again making Agreed. her redundant Agreed. Because, again, she's not cool now because she's a, oh, yeah, you're just another one of those. Agreed. So agree. uh, one of the things uh, with that I dislike about the Black Panther-Namor rivalry is it's very Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. of, you know, you have the, the brute strength and the, the power set, and then you have the technology side. And yeah. I'm always, always, always been on the Superman could just end this. And mm-hmm. I know... Um, we get caught in that same same loop, and it's it, it it's annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, now Namor doesn't have quite the the Superman power set to where you know faster than a speeding bullet and can just snap your neck or heat vision or whatever. Right. Um, but he has the killer instinct of I don't I don't care I'll I'll kill you, mm-hmm. and so that even takes it to another level of uh, he's he's ruthless, you know, right. as as a king, uh, and so I watching it it's like i don't think anybody's at at his level and he could have been doing things you know to make this so yeah that that always it always takes away from from that rivalry to me the black panther is more of a captain america um equivalent than a you know name war equivalent right i feel like they waited too long <clears throat> to kind of uh, the uh, what, what do you want to call it? like the political maneuvering that namora was doing in a sense had a slightly different feel in the beginning than it did in the end. And his, his message at the end of the movie basically is that like, you know, it's more important for me to have Wakanda on my side because nobody's going to ever be able to stop us if we always have to pair up. Right. Mm -hmm. I think if you had led a little bit more with that, then you would have understood some of his like, okay, here's why I'm not just destroying all of Wakanda or like murdering Shuri right out the gate because my long-term goal is this that would have explained some of the like why he just doesn't run rough shot through everybody. But at the same time, from a plot perspective, if you give that away too early, then you're going to know that like all the, he's pulling punches and holding back the entire time. And does that, that then lessens his threat because that's not really what, you know, you oh, want. Okay. Do. So we're getting, getting to the end. And this is where I think would have just made it the whole movie tie better mm-hmm. of, I loved seeing Michael B. Jordan. Oh yeah, that was the highlight of the movie for me. So I mean, you put him in any movie, and you and I are, you know, that gives it an extra. Yeah, star but bump. stupidly, I'd kind of <laughs> given up hope, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of was like, well, they're not going anything with Killmonger, and then I was like, oh, she's going to see her mom in the Soul Plane or whatever because right. they can set up the mother daughter relationship. So they really swerved me with the Michael B. Jordan there. So I was like, hey, okay, credit where credits due. Nice. I got really excited and then really sad that as yeah. a dan- dang, he is dead. so he is here and i was like how can you bring him back from the soul plane i I got then we're gonna go a bridge too far i was like dang it but i really liked that 
she that Shuri wore, you know, she went down the vengeance path, picked yeah. the gold suit that was Killmonger's, you know, yep. color scheme. I don't think that was highlighted enough for the general public. I think well, they needed to do something else where it was like almost like a this sounds incredibly corny, but like you'll see where I'm going. It's like a Hall of Panthers kind of thing, right? Where it's like well, she, hel- she did that with the helmets. Well, right, but like yeah. the but the audience like I don't think the audience knows enough in their mind what T'Chaka's helmet looked like versus T'Challa's versus Killmonger's, right? So it would have mm-hmm. been like I'm not saying you need plaques, but I I think the general audience needed more to drive home the significance of the suit that she picked. Well, I really like that, even if even yeah. if it was subtle. Yeah. Uh, that she's going vengeance path mm-hmm. and T'Challa was the honorable person. And mm-hmm. I thought that whole scene was great. I wish they would have stuck with it. So I wish mm-hmm. they, they kept that as her character. Mm-hmm. Like that is who she is. Yeah. And you get Agreed. to her, you, you keep everything else the same. Her, she has the knife to Namor's mm-hmm. throat. And then you see Namora, you know, has all of her people cornered mm-hmm. and they make a trade. Mm-hmm. And they leave their separate ways. They still hate each other mm-hmm. because they should, but they know yeah. uh, to stay. Like they make an agreement, they make a trade, Namor for the rest of for all the people that they captured on the boat, you know. And that that it doesn't change her character of oh, in this moment I'm gonna all of a sudden be like right. you know, T'Challa. Yeah, and so because like, like, oh, it's gosh. it's the antithesis of everything that was going on the whole movie, right? <clears throat> right. And there's no real driving factor that caused that, right? Like. Normally, when you have a character do a 180 in a scene like that, there, there's something happening in that moment. Martha. That, yeah. That's a really <laughs> great example of a bad example. Um, but that that didn't happen here. She just like... Uh, Heard her mom. Uh, yeah, she just kind of came to the... Re- but like, you spent all this movie talking about grief and vengeance and retribution, and then you finally have that moment... And I kind of feel like you need an external force to drive you away from that. And I know M'Baku talked to her and stuff like that. But like, if M'Baku had been there, and be like, Shuri, right. like, you're going to go to a place you can never come back from, you know, that kind of, like, okay, fine. But like, for her to come to that realization on her own was just hugely disappointing for me. And like, just kind of flies in the face of everything that we've been set up. Like, you're not T'Challa, you're not Killmonger, mm-hmm. you're somewhere in between. Uh, yeah, I just. The whole third act, I had a lot of problems with because first act started out good, second act, eh, and then third act, I was just like, mm, no, I'm not really feeling much of where we're going here. I mean, I you take out Okoye's flying suits, and, and I'm okay with with all all of that going down. I, I liked the the sonar thing. I like like liked all that because that's that's how they fight in the comics. So I was really brought. Uh, okay. You know, you did this, we can do that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of a tit for tat of how we're going to do the battle scene. And so I like all that. Uh, I just really, I mean, this guy just ran you through the spear, yeah. you know, and, and so he's clearly okay trying to kill you. Right. And you're right there. And I thought just a, just a straight trading of prisoners, you know, one, it keeps the rivalry between uh, Wakanda and Atlantis alive. Mm-hmm. And so there's always that, but it's for the, the greater good of both civilizations as two kings, you know, would make that trade to keep the peace. Without, your people are going to die, our people are mm-hmm. going to die. And there's always that dynamic if we fight. But also what it does is keeping her on the vengeance path mm-hmm. makes M'Baku a better leader. Right. And so, and so when they had him come back and say, hey, I'm going to lead this, you know, who's going to challenge me? Because I feel like that's what they were doing is getting 
uh, Shuri out of the queen path and right. removing M'Baku in. Which I think people might be confused by, but the reality is T'Chaka was king while T'Challa was Black Panther. So we can we can have it both ways, right? M'Baku right. could technically be king while Shuri is Black Panther. Um, right. I think I think from what I've read more most often it's probably like they are one and the same, but like you 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 can't have them different. The MCU has already told us that. Yeah, and that's something that they talked about, right? Of she didn't necessarily want to be king, you mm-hmm. know, in their conversations and he was a better ruler and so they're kind of setting that that up, but I think it would really drive the point home of she's on this vengeance path mm-hmm. and that's great for her character, yeah. you know? Uh, the only thing that it would kind of mess is the end credit scene. You know, and and other than it, which I still think you can have, mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was so close to keeping that rivalry together. I mean, this guy killed her mom. Yeah, you know, and so so it's like there's there's all that you still keep the animosity between the two, but and, and she won in her movie. You know, so she beat him. You know, they make the trade. You go your separate ways. Both both civilizations are on their own. They're aware of each other. And then now it's kind of like an arms race, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, a bit being mindful. And I think uh, that would have resonated better. It would have made it feel a little bit different as a, uh, to, to your point, as a phase three movie of she's not entirely good, mm-hmm. you know. And that and that's a good thing to have right. some dynamic in those characters that I was really hoping there was something like that to keep that spark alive. Right. Well, like sticking with that, you know, one of my big problems with all of Marvel is like there's never any stakes ever. Like out of all the movies, the 30 movies that we've had and all the heroes we've introduced, we've lost two heroes. We've lost Natasha and Tony. Mm -hmm. So to have only lost two heroes, I mean, you're going into every movie thinking like nobody's dying, man. Like there's nothing's going to happen here. So I was shocked when they killed Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was livid at the end when they copped out on both Shuri and Namor, right? Like mm-hmm. I know that part, like obviously at the forefront of my mind is that they're not actually doing this. They're not actually doing this. Right. But there's that 1% part of me is like, kind of like how I was at the end of uh dark Knight rises. Like, are, are you, are you killing? Are you killing Bruce? Like, are you going to mm-hmm. do this? Like, you're going to get a lot of kudos from me if you do this. And same with this movie. I was like, you brought me to the edge. I'm like, she took a spear through the abdomen mm-hmm. all the way through. And then next thing, her and Namor are like waving to the crowd from a ship. I'm like, what? You were burnt and almost dying. You were stabbed with a spear. Like, how do we go from that to like, like we're all just okay now? Uh, right. it, it doesn't work for me on any level. It doesn't work for me as a character arc. It doesn't work for me from a plot. It doesn't work on me from like a, a risk and stake standpoint. I wanted them both to die. I wanted her to rip the, the last half of the thing out of her stomach and chuck it at Namor and kill him, and then she dies. Like, I don't know where we go from here, but I would kind of be okay with, like, hey, something's got to come to an end, and we lost Chadwick, and, like, we're just going to wrap Black Panther up in two movies, and that's it, you know, kind of thing. Or, I mean, you can still continue with, like, M'Baku, or do whatever you want, if you really want to, but, like, I felt like that would have been a way better ending, like, just let him die. Yeah, as soon as she got stabbed, I was like, Oh, and I immediately started running through scenarios here. I was like, it's like, you're really killing, you you killed Chadwick and Shuri. Yeah. And I was like, so how do we pick it up from here? And so my my mind's going a mile a minute of, 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 that's really cool. They just killed Shuri. I was like, but I was like, well, MCU and Disney, let you kill off your, your new 
you know, a yeah, but hero. you had you had Lupita who could have done it. You had Okoye who could have done it. You could have gone Mbaku. Like you have, but, options yeah. I, I, th- I think there's definitely a, a way. But it's like you introduce the new Black Panther in the toys, sure. and you know, and you know, girls but Black Panther you, too. But if you really then... <laughs> drive the vengeance arc, like you said, right. it makes sense from an MCU standpoint it, because you don't want a vengeful hero, right? Like DC is the one over there trying to do all the anti-hero stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. this would have been the perfect way for Marvel to do a better anti-hero movie without actually having to come out and say the words in marketing like, this is the anti-hero. They could have just made Shuri an anti-hero, but she, it costs her her life in the end. And then somebody right. else had to pick up the mantle. So... That was hugely disappointing for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't have killed uh, Namor. Uh, I mean, obviously he got beat, you know, in an explosion, barely barely crawl into the sea, you know, mm-hmm. tail, but leave her dead. Sure. You know, because I think he, he's important to, to other stuff that, that could And that would on. almost be even better than them both dying. I mean, right. how many times have you seen an MCU movie besides fake Infinity War where the bad guy wins? Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen on the micro level ever. So I would have really liked that. Um, but that that kind of brings me back like full circle to I I kind of knew it was always gonna be Shuri. That was always the leading candidate in my mind. Right. I He'd hoped for Killmonger. I still think like she was probably a better pick than Mbaku because I think the writing you would have had to have done to get Winston Duke into that role and have it kind of be natural and make sense would have been very tough. I I thought at one point they were going to go Lupita. I thought when they were in the room after she fabricated the heart, whatever, that herb or whatever, I thought she was going to have Lupita take it. Right. Um, right. Which I set think, up, uh, I, I don't want it. And yeah. Right. And I thought, I still think Lupita would have been the better choice there, just from a story standpoint and how it goes. If they were going to go the way they did here, which is not the vengeful path with Shuri dying, I just would right. have rather it had been Lupita. Um, I still think from a larger standpoint, there would have been a way better, more interesting story with still the grief arc with still with an also a redemption arc and all that. If you had had Namor rescue Killmonger in the sea and somehow start your writing exploration there to figure out, okay, yeah, he tried to finish off Wakanda, but T'Challa kind of, they had their moment in the sun before he fell off in the sea, and perhaps Killmonger is looking for revenge. But then, I, I think you can write a very, very much more interesting story if you try to go the Killmonger out. I'm glad they brought him back how they did. I think it worked. I think it fed into Shuri stuff, but I still think there's a way better Wakanda Forever movie that involves Killmonger coming back in a new hero standpoint. Yeah, and I thought that's what they were going to do, especially after Angela Bassett died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be more of a we have to use everything that's at our disposal, including this guy we've been you know holding in a cell mm-hmm. you know downstairs for for years. Yeah, you know I, I feel like that's like hey I can't do this without you. You right. know even have them them both you know them both in Black Panther you know garb right you know because you and, could and, you could have done something where like. At the, at the end of Black Panther 1, Namor is the one who found Killmonger in the sea and like was kind of trying to train him up to be like, you know, use him as a weapon against Wakanda again. But um, then he like trades him in some kind of, you know, prisoner swap or whatever so that Wakandans can take their vengeance on. But then, you know, him and Shuri start to talk about T'Challa and the vengeance and we need you now to come help us fight Namor. And then Shuri dies and then Killmonger becomes the guy like... I, 
I don't know. I just think there's something way more interesting there that you could play with some more themes instead of just going the route we did. It felt like a pretty generic route that we went, a pretty safe route. Yeah, it's it, it definitely safe. And I thought that it just that one little tweak at the end of her just trading prisoners yeah. could have made a, a, a completely different feel of she's still vengeance. Yeah, you know, and it just it just changes the how how we leave the movie. Right. You know, as I was like, we don't need the happy little bow. Right. You know, it, I still think it, her dying a, is better than that, though. Oh no, I agree, and I yeah. uh, but I didn't think they'd kill her, you know, and so I and didn't so until uh, they put a spirit like until they put the spirit through her. Here, right, <laughs> yeah, here, here's yeah. my thing: if you don't want me to think that way, put it through her shoulder, put it clearly through the side. Like I've seen yeah. enough movies to know where flesh wounds happen, right? <laughs> when you shove a vibranium spear right through the middle of her abdomen, you're assuming there's a spine there somewhere, and it pierces a rock, like. Come on, and then she like it's just it's just too much. Like, don't do stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, don't like it. So it's so close. That's my 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 little tweak. Obviously, uh, tweaking a Koye suit was my my other piece. Um, but it was uh, and I, yeah. I mean, we're just right there. Just just go for it. Just yeah. go for it, Ryan. I thought one of the best scenes in the movie, besides Killmonger's appearance, was uh, Okoye and um, Angela Bassett going at it in the throne room. Mm-hmm. Uh, was... well, I, I love that. Uh, you think, oh, Koye is the uh, mm-hmm. you know, top of the guard. Like, no, you lost my daughter. You're done. Right. Like, I, I like, I, I love that. Yeah. And it was a really like, yeah, well dude. acted scene. And it was a, uh, you're like, no, there's we're a zero tolerance thing right now. You know, <laughs> right. it's like, like, that's just how they, they work. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're done. Yep. Gone. Uh, no, that was, that was really good. Yep. My other uh, kind of nitpick is I wish they would have, addressed why namor has the underwater air caves i feel like tying that into the his how he's different as a mutant he mentioned he's a mutant mm-hmm. uh but how uh kind of that that's his escape why does he have these you know mm-hmm. he lives underwater that's kind of his escape maybe from his his people of they don't really come up here you know into his cave because they don't breathe air mm-hmm. um i thought just a hint of why he has those, you know, yeah. just, just a one throwaway line kind of, kind of to that. Uh, I thought that could have gone a long way of, of showing that he is, because he always has that, uh, because he's a mutant has mm-hmm. that rift with his people. Um, he's the strongest, uh, but they always, because also he was a, a half breed, you know, but, but they didn't do it, do that route. So maybe that's different, but, um, I kind of like that alienation from his his people. Yeah, because uh, why would you have all those caves? <laughs> I I don't know that you and can I, be there. I, I honestly couldn't make sense of where the caves were. Like one seemed like it was a little bit closer to the surface, but then sometimes it seemed like he was at his temple, but in a the like air pocket. But maybe not. I don't know. I just I couldn't quite place where we were at. at I think they times. went back and forth. Okay, but but yeah, but no, I. I, like I said in the the non spoiler part, I did enjoy the way that they had him fly, uh, with with the feet of the stepping and going and going up. It, it looked like stair steps of uh, you could do that if you had little flapping things on your feet. You know, by moving your legs, you know, to give you little bolsters of, of yeah. jump. So um, it was, I thought that was, it was different. We hadn't seen anything like that before, you know, so that, that was a little new I way mean, of doing I've it. I've seen people flying around. Not with little, little uh, wings I mean, on their feet. Whatever. And of course I got a scene of two people in the air fighting, which I can't stand. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. It's just the the CGI at times was really bad though. Like when Namor first invaded Wakanda, first off, I had no idea where all the water was coming from. I was like, wait, can he control the seas? Like, can he control the tide? Where is all this coming from? And then they showed the water bombs. Like, okay, I guess that's where it's all coming from. Um, but yeah. there were several scenes where it was obvious Winston Duke and whoever were standing in front of a green screen. It was just the lighting. Was... Winston Duke. Yeah, there there was one scene that was really bad. <laughs> yeah, and then the scene somewhere around the time where Namor jumps up, up in the air and cuts a ship in half or does something and dives back down the water. It was it was terrible. It was really really bad. So there was just there was times where the CGI was fine, and there were some times where it was like really really shoddy. Um, now I, do I think it reached the levels of the subway fight yeah that stuff no i I don't think it was as bad but it wasn't far from it Uh, i do want to give give credit to the uh the boat scene the ship scene when we first meet the atlanteans oh yeah just murdering people like (laughs) having them jump on into the ocean you're like okay they're killing people they're not really showing but then you know throwing spears through people Mm -hmm. uh like good you know show them that they are ruthless you know that, that they're fighting a war you know, yeah, and and so I'm, I'm glad they they showed that. Yeah, so there's a couple of things around that that kind of bothered me. One was, um, I don't think it was that scene in particular, but there was some really weird editing in this movie, like some very very choppy cuts from one scene to another. Um, particularly, they did the Star Wars thing, which in the final fight, you're jumping me yeah. to the boat and, and like it wasn't even like a minute or two of Shuri fighting and a minute or two of boat. It was like 20 seconds it was like right. punch punch boat punch punch boat i'm like okay and then there was just some really weird like hard cuts but what made me think of that was that first scene that you were mentioning on the boat and the people start walking off the ship I, to this minute right now i'm not sure whether the chanting that i heard in the movie was the siren song that's causing them to go off the edge or if that was just part of the soundtrack I, I couldn't quite figure that out. Like at the very end. Well, no, in, in the right. beginning. So uh, when they're on the boat, right on the mm-hmm. freighter, and you said where they're first introduced, and people are walking off. You know, they're saying right. like, "Oh, I can hear the sound," and it's dry. You know, they put the two people right. put earplugs in. There's this, I don't know, uh, choral chanting. You know, like, oh, like is mm-hmm. that what the Atlanteans were doing, or was that just the soundtrack they were using at that point? That's what the Atlanteans are doing. Okay. I, for some reason, I couldn't quite tell. And what I had really hoped for was that when the two characters that we were follow, following put their earbuds in, I wish they had cut off oh. the Atlantic. Because that's what kind of confused me. I was like, well, is this just the score or is this them doing that? And they're like, do you hear that noise? Because it wasn't like they said, do you hear that chanting or do you hear that singing? They said, do you hear that noise? I was like, is there another noise? Like an ear piercing hype? Like what, what, what am I supposed to be hearing here? So that... Maybe I'm the only one there. I was just kind of confused as to whether or not it was like, obviously mentally I was like, well, mermaids have the, you know, sirens, sirens yeah. on, but like, I just wish somebody would have confirmed like that was what I was hearing and not part of the score or the soundtrack. Yeah. No, because they didn't show anybody or how they did it, you know, right. uh, and which is, which is fine by me of, uh, I don't need to know or have ex- explained to me no. of this is one of our strengths, you know, <laughs> yeah. we can do like, like that's, right. you, that's don't, you don't need to do that. It's no. just something that they can do, you know? Yeah. And, and so, uh, I appreciate that. I, I, I figured because the two that had their earbuds in, they also still showed 
people walking off the ship. Yeah. Uh, so that is why we still still heard it then. But but I do get your your point there. Of yeah, it was just more of like a. It wasn't a big thing. I just was kind of confused. Like I, I think that's supposed to be them, but I don't know. Okay, so minor technical glitch there, but I I think point made there on the um the chanting. I think. I, I left the movie thinking that like okay that's what I was supposed to hear it just it was something minor that I thought of when you talked about that scene so yeah so I mean all in all I think it moved that story forward we have to talk about the end credit scene because I think that they did that right um, they have we meet T'Challa's son um, who's six years old already so by the next time we see a Black Panther movie he could be of age to be Black Panther. Um, you think it'll be 10 years? Or uh, you think they'll just move the needle forward? I think they'll move the needle. Uh, but the brilliant thing that they did is they named him T'Challa. And so if you're reading comics, if you're following along uh, on that side, you still have T'Challa, the Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, without recasting, you know, with, with kind of mo- moving Chadwick away. And so you can still follow that story, which yeah. I think made sense. Yeah, it'll just be weird that, like, the whole setup with Shuri the Black Panther, but then M'Baku trying to be king. So are you going to have, like, this dynamic of who's really going to be the ruler of Wakanda? And is that really the route you want to go after you, you know, you like M'Baku, you like Shuri, you'll like T'Challa, you like Lupita. So, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's I, I really don't, the I route don't, you want to go. I don't know that Shuri has a long future. Okay. And I, and I think that, um, and I don't know if that's because of... Um, there were difficulties with her on set, mm-hmm. um, and and so they kind of wrote her potentially out of all of it, if mm-hmm. need be, um, at least not as the lead character. So yeah. you, you have the king set up, you have a new potential Black Panther that can work for the king, you know, uh, and maybe he doesn't want to be king, and so you kind of have you still keep Winston. You know, around you keep the characters that you like. You still have Lupita. Uh, I was more thinking of just the stories that I've heard of of Shuri on on yeah. set of how do we get around it, which would have made even more sense of why you could have killed her right then. Agreed. Um, and made, but uh, they probably I, also didn't want the PR disaster of like you know you wrote her off because of because X, of Y, Z. Yeah, and. Yeah, if you change the script after yeah, the fact. Yeah, you can always be like, oh, in between movies two and three, she had other projects, and we had to figure something out, so we gave her enough of a role in this to hand the mantle off. And Well, it's one thing if you go into it, but a script change to kill her, I think, is a, is a, is right. a different, yeah, <laughs> it's a different sure. feel. Yeah. Uh, that's Got not how new... it's supposed to end. Yeah. Got some new sheets handed on set that day. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to die here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I do think they set it up to where you know people wanted a Black Panther, people wanted T'Challa. Uh, and so it appeases both of not recasting and still having a Black Panther for them to emulate and continue. Yep. So I think think that was a good move. He's already six years old, so they backtracked it. So it's like we don't have to wait twenty years. You know, we can skip ahead a little bit and fudge his his ages and dates. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, they've done that with Cassie Cassie Lang in Ant Man. Like mm-hmm. she should be in like twelve, but they jumped her up. You know, like four times already. Yeah. Um, and so she'll be in, in the new, uh, quantum mania. So I, I don't think that'll be an issue of, but now he exists. And so it'll be a different, uh, a different take on that, which mm-hmm. I think it was the, a smart way to go. Yeah. I agree with that. 
So that being said, our next one, Ant Man's our next next Marvel movie. I think that's right. I think sometime in February. Yeah, um, but even more impactful with our Marvel characters is Killmonger vs. Kang in Creed Three. Which <laughs> yeah, that uh, amazing. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for it, and those two uh, on screen together, I think, is going to be uh, really really good. And Stallone. Uh, mentioned that this movie is a little darker than he wanted it to be. Mm. So um, I don't know what that means, but yeah. I'm I'm excited for what route they they tend to go. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one too. Um, all right, so I don't know what we got coming up next. I was trying to skip ahead. I think uh, Knives Out Two is out in theaters for a week over Thanksgiving, and, and then, then it goes to streaming. It goes to streaming, but not until like closer to Christmas. So they're trying a new. A new release thing here. Um, we'll give you a week over the holidays. If you don't see it, you got to wait until the next holiday. Hmm. I can kind of see that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I that might be uh, that might be the next one if we can get out on Thanksgiving go see. I, I'm kind of disappointed with the uh, holiday season movies. I'm not seeing a whole well, lot that really jumps you're, out. You're uh, you're skipping over Avatar too, which is high on your list. No, I I. I am legit skipping Avatar two. I will not see Avatar two. <laughs> How can 2. we not talk about I'm, Avatar two? I'm not 2. going to see it. I'm I'm making a stand. I'm drawing a it's line. The biggest is the biggest movie in the decade. No, no, it's 20 years in the making. I have now seen the trailer three times, and it is the most underwhelming thing I've ever watched in my life. Uh, it's like it's just like looking at a wall. Like, okay, I have zero interest in this. How are you going to know what goes on in the next eight movies if you miss Avatar 2? No, I'm doing. I'm going to do my part to try and kill it. James Cameron said if it doesn't do well, then he's not going to move forward with the other sequel. So I feel like I have a civic duty to not support this movie. Start your online campaign? Yeah, I'm not watching it. In, 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 hashtag end Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> Don't go? Nope, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm making a stand. Well, it doesn't have any competition, like you said, in December. Sure. So, so it'll probably make a lot of money, but it's going to suck. Pro- <laughs> I don't care about the Navi. I don't care about Pandora. I don't care about James Cameron's technology. There's. Can you sit here and tell me that you watched the trailer and thought it looked? No. No, okay. it, it, it doesn't. There's nothing in there that says, yes, let's go see it this It almost movie. makes me laugh. Like, because it's like, do people really care? Like, the trailer is made in such a way where it's like, you care about the Navi and you care about what's happening in Pandora and we're revisiting this world. I'm like, does anybody care? Like, the fact that it's, I don't know how many years removed. How how many years removed are we? 20? Avatar is what? 15 years? 2008? 2010? I don't know. But the fact that it's taken this long to, to get to the sequel, like, maybe if it was three years later, you could pick up your. Right. Yeah. Well, and we talked about this too. This was sort of, so Avatar came out in 2009, right? So kind of before Marvel had really gone nuts. Um, you know, I think maybe Dark Knight was around that same time, 2008. So like you had blockbuster movies then, but you didn't have these big like massive tentpole franchises just everywhere, right? I, I think Star Wars hadn't come back yet. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so Avatar just kind of snuck its way in right in this one little spot and instead of James Cameron recognizing like oh man that was that was lightning in a bottle right like perfect time perfect yeah. kind of movie 3D was still kind of a rage back then so people wanted to see it in 3D the that, visual effects that, that yeah. ship has sailed there's no more 3D nobody cares about it yeah it pushed visual effects and now it's just sort of like 
dude, o- like, old hat. Yep. Nobody wants this anymore. What are you doing? Uh, but he's adamant, and we'll see. But and I'm sure it'll make a lot of money, and I'm sure there'll be more sequels. But I'm not. I'm not contributing. So we'll see what next time is. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can go see Knives Out too. That would be a good one. I think. Okay. I like the first Knives Out. Yep. Okay. Uh, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies. Or you can always email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen. We are there. Uh, maybe we'll be doing Knives Out too pretty soon. Um, otherwise, check, uh, check our social media for what's coming next. We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!